1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Wednesday edition of the Drive. It's not the first time that I've said it's the. It's a wet Wednesday. It seems like it rains more on Wednesdays than it does other weekdays. But um, hopefully, if you're having to be out and about, um, you, you'll be careful. I mean, right now it's just wet. And and chilly, but as it, uh, you know, gets closer to dark, sometimes it's tough to really see those slick spots in the road. So be careful if you're out and about. We're going to get some rain and hopefully avoid uh, some severe weather, which is possible in this huge front that is moving through. We're going to get a good bit of rain today and tomorrow. So uh, be careful if you're out and about. Welcome into The Drive, everybody. The Wednesday edition. Bill here in the studio. Dan's on his way back from a Troy women's basketball broadcast. He should be with us in about a half an hour or so. But uh, we have our regular Wednesday first hour co-host Jason Caldwell from inside the Auburn Tigers. AUtigers.com here in the studio. Jason, how you doing, man?
2: I'm good, Bill. Yeah, the
1: the scary part is
2: is that it's supposed to be 7 degrees warmer at 10 o'clock tonight than it is right now.
1: Now that is odd. That's that's not good news. No. That's and, that's usually that, that that's that's that, usually something that gives you that the that, indications of something that, the the weather, something severe could happen.
2: Correct, that front and, and those things. So yeah, so it's supposed to be sixty two degrees at ten o'clock tonight and it's fifty five right now. Well
1: I thought it, it it must be gonna really drop after that because yeah, I heard be, the low is gonna be, be in the
2: forties. It's supposed to be colder tomorrow. Um and huh. so yeah, but no. Um you know it looks like weather during basketball at the end of basketball tonight and into the, the night tonight, so hopefully everybody will will stay safe uh, you know and, and you know we 'll see what the turnout 's going to be for basketball I think mm-hmm. it 's going to impact some folks that are trying to travel in and, and do some of those things and so um, but looking forward to to seeing this team and seeing how they how they rebound right. um, and, and that is literally and figuratively
1: yeah because they got out rebounded something that uh, was was a bit of a surprise. Um, at uh, you know uh, in Atlanta against Memphis the other day and uh, yes they do need to rebound literally and they need to bounce back from that uh, first loss of the season but you're absolutely right I mean a lot of folks since students aren't in town this was uh this is an opportunity Bruce Pearl been letting uh, letting folks know get there and you can come sit in the lower bowl but this is going to make it tough for people that are coming any real distance to think about driving through some of this uh you know rain and and hopefully that's all it is yes uh here this evening so yeah auburn and georgia state tonight in basketball and um we'll we'll talk a little bit about that talk some football and and how the two relate i mean you were saying you may head over there just because there are recruits in town yeah it's
2: you know i, I don't i don't and i think people do get a, get a sense of it if you follow follow recruiting you get a sense of it but for folks that are just football fans, this month of December may be the single busiest month in college football
1: history. Oh, you're right. I with, mean, that, with only because, a handful of games because played. Because the portal waited until December 5th Correct. for players to enter, and then the signing period starting December 21st just going three days. Now, the portal, players going into the portal, that opportunity runs all the way through the middle of January. Yeah. Um, combine those
2: things. Combined schools now going, look, when we we make coaching changes, we're going to make coaching changes before that. So you have coaching searches, assistant mm-hmm. coaches, coordinator hires, which we'll get to in a second as well. All those things going on. Yes, visits all all throughout the week. Coaches on the road recruiting, trying to get to a signing day. And then portal visits. uh you know, we've already seen some guys on campus for Auburn, you know, over the course of the last you know, week or so in terms of portal visits. Some of those guys will be back. One of those guys will be back this weekend in Ra Ra Thomas, wide receiver from Mississippi State, originally from UFALA. Um, but but today, you know, one of the guys that's on campus we learned this afternoon is Mark Kite. Uh, he was a four star offensive tackle from Thompson. Yeah. He's, he's been in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, guy that I watched a bunch in high school. Um, so that's that's an interesting guy. Could. Uh, you know, we'll see if if the tight end from shorter college is here. He's he's a guy that's gotten a ton of of interest as well. And he is a
1: big. He is a Kyle Morlock.
2: He's he's massive, 6'7", 250 or so. Really athletic guy that's become a commodity. But Auburn have a tight end in this weekend. Uh, we learned that Dylan Johnson, Mississippi State running back, is going to mm-hmm. be in this weekend. And obviously, the big one is uh you know Grayson McCall. Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina uh, quarterback. So that's just some of the guys this that'll week, be in
1: this next seven days. Is going to be as crazy as it's been in a long time, as far as recruiting, because of Auburn, uh, you know, making the change. Hugh Freeze coming in and putting together a staff, and everybody hitting the road, trying to get as 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 much um, get get in front of as many high school and junior college recruits while entertaining players in the portal, that's something that never had to be dealt with before, not on any type basis like it is now.
2: Yeah, and, and I wonder if the NCAA is going to revisit this. Um, I'm sure they're going to get a lot of talk from coaches and from, <laughs> from people, from administrators involved going, you know, we talked about it, and I, and I don't know how people didn't think this was coming, but as soon as we heard this, I, what did I say? I that It's going to be the Wild Wild West. It's yeah. going to be a disaster. And that's what it's become. I mean, and we haven't even seen—I don't think—the worst of it yet because there'll be some people that wait till after bowl games.
1: Sure, there will. Uh, there'll be quite uh, a few be, that do. There'll
2: be another run, and so you know, you think about it, for Auburn what you do from a number standpoint because we're as we're sitting here today, you got thirty plus. Well, you got thirty-five easy uh, available spots. Yeah, you're going to have thirty-five in this class. How many do you hold for after spring practice when the second portal window mm-hmm. opens? And there'll be some other guys you may may determine you need something else to fill a spot you also may lose guys that's after right that. because so, play,
1: because players who are on the on the roster now that hadn't gone into the portal don't go into the portal this time if they don't look like they're yeah. in the too deep at the end of spring they're probably yeah, leaving Yeah, it. yeah
2: with a new coach staff, they have to go well i gotta go somewhere else now so yeah it's it's I, it's almost feels like a never-ending cycle and that's not any it's not any good for anybody and and I think when people saw the transfer portal and saw what was happening, they said, "Well, it's going to be like be like NFL football. The difference in NFL football is you're under contract. Mm -hmm. You can't just go. Well, I'm going to go Buffalo. Well, that doesn't doesn't work that way. I'm going somewhere else. It doesn't work that way. No, uh, if you if you don't want to play, you don't have to play. But you're not going to play anywhere else either. And so, got to figure out a way to to make this all make sense. And I'm not sure um, what the answer would be, but
1: I don't think it's the answer we see right now. But there is plenty of news, and that's one thing that uh, keeping Jason and everybody um, running like crazy, covering everything, keeping up with all the news. We'll get into that. Uh, take your phone calls. Let me let you know that our number one of The Drive is brought to you as usual by our friends at Kia of Auburn on South College and KiaofAuburn.com. Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And they're also the sponsor of our hotline, where you can call us with your your thoughts, questions, comments and the number to get you through 334-321-1390. You can also text us and the drive text box brought to you by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. That number is 334-564-1840. So uh, uh Jason before we get into all that, um want to get your thoughts on the the tragic news that um, was was made official yesterday. Mike Leach, after you know suffering the uh, uh, cardiac uh, problems over the weekend, passing away, and Mississippi State today, um, you know m- moving on with the uh, interim head coach. The interim taking off the defensive coordinator's uh, title. Zach Arnett, at 36, I believe, is the uh, is going to be the replacement for Mike Leach at Mississippi State. Yeah,
2: you know, with with the kind of everything that's going on, I, I think it's the right move to go ahead and, and try to stabilize things as quickly as possible for the program. And I I think, you know, you could go into this long search, but Zach Arnett might be the best choice anyway. It's a, guy that all, a very highly thought of
1: young coach. You're no correct. Question.
2: And so I think you, you look at that and, and uh, you know, we'll see what, what he's able to do in terms of an offensive coordinator, but I think it's, you know, I think it's probably the right move for Mississippi State. And then you know, you think about the you know the, the loss of Mike Leach. I, I, I just we've kind of thought talked about it. I don't remember. Do you remember a a coach uh, other than from you know like a plane crash like Marshall? Some of those things. I don't remember another coach that was coaching at that time.
1: Uh, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's it's. it's I'm sure it's
2: happened. But yes,
1: I mean it's it's
2: very uncommon. Yeah, and so you, you think about that. But and then the, the guy that was was such an, um a cult. A cult figure is all you can say about Mike Leach. Um, the way he went about things, his quirkiness—that—that that kind of drew drew po- folks to him. But what I'm glad to see coming out now is is all the stories from people that talk about mm-hmm. how much help they got from Mike Leach, and you know whether it was media folks. It shows you that that you can you can still treat people uh, with respect and kindness, and help them out along the way. Um, and and it'll come back to you and and i and i think that's been the biggest thing for me.
1: He was uh i mean he he was one of a kind but he was real. He was the same um uh, when when you saw him there going off on just such strange uh subjects at press conferences that's the way he was in real life. Everyone yeah. everyone you talk to says you know, he's just a—he a people person. He loved to talk, not necessarily about football. Yeah. He just loved—he—he—he he, he, he loved to read, and he loved to talk about what he'd read about and and seen.
2: Yeah, I, in in some respects, I'm like, man, he would have been—he would have been fun to cover, in some respects. But I, I and I'm thinking about like post game and and you know press conferences and those things, and like in some respects, I'm like. Yeah, I don't know that I, it would have been a whole lot of fun to listen to dinosaur talk all the time. I think that's what made him so engaging for people outside of the 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 box that he sure. that he was in, because there were so many other things that that happened and that he brought to the brought to the forefront uh, instead of football. So uh, yeah, a guy it's going to be missed, obviously, and uh, the coaching pedigree, the coaching tree that he is uh,
1: that he the branches off his tree are pretty strong. So it'll, there'll be a lot of Mike Leach for years to come, um, and. So, so I mean, if you if you didn't get a chance to get through and, and you have some comments on on Coach Leach, that's that is fine, but uh, there's so much going on, and uh, we we've, we've just got about a half an hour or so with Jason here on this uh, on this Wednesday. Uh, got to get into just all the things that are going on. Auburn made it official, interestingly, today on its coordinators. We have known for the last few days, I guess. Golly, was it just uh, three, day, Sunday? three yeah, Sunday? Yeah, Sunday evening, Sunday Man, night. Man, I mm-hmm. mean, things are moving so fast, and there's yeah. so much news. It, it You know, it almost feels like, wow, that was a week or so ago, and it was just three days ago that um, Philip Montgomery and Ron Roberts joined the staff, and today the official announcements from Auburn Athletics.
2: Yep. Um, yeah, I, you know, really interesting hires. I, the experience factor is something that you just can't overlook. Um Two very experienced coordinators. Uh, when you start talking about those two guys and mm-hmm. guys that have been successful. Two
1: X's and O's guys, yeah. which is what Hugh Fries had talked about yeah. at his press
2: conference. Yeah, X and O guys. And, and I think the other thing is, I think two guys that are aggressive. I think these these are aggressive guys. You look at Baylor, and I mean, they force a ton, they force a ton of turnovers under Ron Roberts in the last three years. That's what they've been able to do um, create turnovers, be aggressive. I think that's how you have to play defense right now. It's just it's so hard to sit back and go. Well, let's we'll let you. you know, the kids are too good now. Quarterbacks, wide receivers, everybody's too good to do those things. So aggressive defensively, and then obviously aggressive offensively. I, when you look at at the things that the um, you know, Philip Montgomery has done in his past, and you know, yeah, there were some of those things that Tulsa. But I, I really, I, I just go, hey, what it was like as a coordinator? Because it, it's such a different it's such yeah. a different game being a head coach than it is a coordinator. As a coordinator, it doesn't get much better um, than what he did at Baylor. In um, and, and quarterback... Houston uh,
1: and Baylor. Uh, yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah, yeah, I mean,
2: he's been really successful. They've been really good on offense, dynamic offenses. They run it and throw it. Um, done it with a, with a you know, as athletic a quarterback as you get in RG3. Bryce Petty wasn't a runner, but they, mm-hmm. they still did crazy things with him. So um, I like the mix. We'll see how the rest of the staff unfolds and kind of how they come together, but... It's all about players, and and right now they're they're doing a good job of of shoring up some needs on this team in terms of recruiting. We'll see if they can add some of those pieces from the transfer portal moving forward. Uh, that's going to be the ultimate thing, and and hey, we'll know two or three years. We'll know you know how these hires went down because uh, you know it's going to take a little bit, and we talked about it. You know, even with the additions they get out of the port, it's still going to be a challenge for this Auburn team in 2023 um, because of the lines of scrimmage.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're they're doing everything they can. I mean, you can see, you know, Auburn's added, they've added some offensive linemen uh, here just in the last few days. But they still need more, and they need defensive linemen like we've talked about. Yeah, and,
2: and, and you need offensive linemen that, that can come in right now. Um, you, you know, can you might have a freshman or two that can come in and play, but you're going to have to have some transfers that are ready to step on the field right now and play. I mean, they've got to have those guys, especially at the offensive tackle positions. And so you think about immediate impact players out of the portal. They've got to have a couple offensive linemen at a minimum, a couple of defensive linemen at a minimum, a couple of edge guys at a minimum probably at least a wide receiver and a running back. You start talking about – and quarterback, obviously they're looking at quarterbacks. So you, you start looking at at just impact guys portal alone, you're, you're starting to get 10 or 12, and you haven't even gone Easy. for depth purposes yet. Right. And so a lot of work to be done, but I, I like the coordinator hires. I think they'll be um, guys that, that should
1: should fit in well with what, what Hugh Freeze wants to do. We'll get to our first break of the afternoon. Love for you to join in. 334-321-1390. 3, 3, 3, 1, Jason caldwell from AUTigers.com, uh, with me for a couple of more segments. Dan should be making it in anytime. He he doesn't need to rush. Not in this kind of weather, but uh, he'll be in as well. Come
0: on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive. Let's get back to the drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on
1: this uh, wet Wednesday afternoon. Bill and Jason Caldwell here in the studio. Got Jacob at the controls today. Dan will be joining in in just a little while. He's on his way back from a Troy women's basketball broadcast. Uh, Jason, with it being a week out from signing day, usually this time of year, you got a pretty good idea. You, 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 you feel most of the hay is in the barn. There are a few guys. And the numbers are not a big deal. This year, as you were saying a while ago, I mean, the numbers are changing. They're, I mean, it is so fluid with, um, with the numbers that you're dealing with. I know we were talking last night, Auburn's around 50 or so on the roster right now, and there's no guarantee that all those guys will, will still be here going into spring, or for sure after spring. So that leaves you 35 spots, which the NCAA now doesn't have the 25 Limit for uh, for signees in a year, and we were talking a few weeks ago about well the breakdown in high school, junior college players, and portal players, but that's also fluid and looks like yeah. it's changing. I, I get the feeling now that Auburn may sign a few more. High school, junior college players than we'd initially thought.
2: Yeah, you know it, it all depends on on the opportunity, availability, and, and can you find those guys? Um, and if you can find guys that that you feel like have a chance to compete right away, then that then absolutely the more the merrier. Because you, you start thinking about you know potential high school signees, you think about adding the offensive lineman that they've added recently, mm-hmm. and you think about obviously a junior college offensive tackle is a guy that you would expect to have a chance to come in and compete immediately. Um, can you get in and 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 get you know some guys on the defensive side of the ball that that you know we'll see you know can you make up enough you know what I think you need can you make up you know enough ground to to try to grab the Carver duo at the end because if you do then you take those guys in a heartbeat um, oh absolutely because they're absolutely, absolutely. physically ready to mm-hmm. to come come in and compete you know think about you know potentially a guy like Tony Mitchell DB from Thompson that's that that guy's a guy that. You you know so there's players that if you get in on those guys that you absolutely would take them in a heartbeat because they're playing early and they're the guys that give you that that juice on the recruiting trail. Auburn's getting some of that and they hadn't had it in a long time. They're starting to get a little bit of that where you feel like you feel a little momentum building, um, especially because they hadn't had any offensive linemen. and and to be able to get some offensive linemen going, get that started. I think if you add transfers, I think it could could continue to do that. Even though it may be only be for a year, but it, I think it would give credence even more to okay, these guys are ready to win now, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that sometimes gets lost. These kids, uh, you know, people, especially now, uh, it's all about nil. It's all about playing time. Well, winning's important too,
1: sure. And, okay. uh, and these kids it, want to go. That's going to make the that's going to make everything more attractive.
2: Correct, absolutely. If you throw that into the bunch and go, hey, I mean they got they to like they want to win now, got a chance to win now, then that could that
1: could be a big deal for them. 334-321-1390, 3, 3, 3, 1, that is the
3: Kia of Auburn hotline, and let's get right to it, and Ed is up first. Hey, Ed. Hey, Bill. I uh, hope everybody's uh, doing well, I'm, I appreciate y'all taking a call. Uh, I was going to ask uh, a couple of things, if I could. First, has Auburn have they hired a wide receiver coach yet?
2: No, nothing yet. Um, uh, I'm... I am assuming there is still some discussions, things going on, but we haven't heard anything concrete other than a
1: name here or there. That's about it. Doesn't that make you think, Jason, that it's um, it's got to be one of two things: either someone who is recruiting for another school right now and they want to get through the signing period, or it's uh, or or it's, it's somebody. It could be somebody from the NFL, but I, I think more likely
2: somebody that's recruiting and and, and it, even though it it doesn't. Make it right. There'll be coaches that say, "Hey, I want you to hold off until sure. signing day. You recruited year. all the all the way through. I want you to hold off until you leave." I think we're going to see you're going to see a lot more coaching movement here in about nine days oh, too. Yeah. Um, I think I think it could be that. I think it could be somebody that is still on another staff right now and they're like. Hey, just give us just give us rest this week, and then and then you move forward. Because
1: the thing to remember, Ed, is the signing period runs just three days next Wednesday yeah. through Friday. That following weekend, yeah, they're they're going to be some coaches that are changing places.
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, and I guess we'll probably even see some you know graduate assistants and you know some other staff positions filled. That'll be kind of fun to watch too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the, uh, the next thing I was going to ask you uh, uh, was about the Grayson McCall, um, I mean, he, he obviously seventy percent completion rate, you know, ratings, and uh, you know, eight, eight interceptions out of three years. I think uh, is
1: there is he really? Uh, it says he's considering Auburn. How do y'all feel about that? Well, yeah, he's supposed to be here this weekend for for a visit. So. And, and uh, you know, the, there's some talk, I don't know this, but, I mean, there's some talk that, that he reached out to Auburn when he went into the portal. So it shows he, yeah. he is interested in Hugh Freeze, the offense Very, that, that yeah. Auburn runs, yeah, is that, going to run. Yeah, that yeah. familiarity
2: because they, they, played they played them in a bowl other. game and, mm-hmm. and, yeah, they he's seen that offense work. He saw Malik Willis do what he did. Um, that's got to be yeah. pretty, pretty interesting for a quarterback.
3: Yeah, and I think it would – I, I I think that'd be fantastic, and uh, the the third thing uh, I'm gonna switch sports right now, but to basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, I don't want to read too much into what I- anybody says, but there was a quote in an article that uh, where uh, Janae Broom uh, said that you know that Z- Jasper had came to him and you know kind of mentioned hey. It, it, okay, now that I'm here, and to the younger players, just to let them know, like Zep said, uh, tell Chance, Johan, and Trey to be grateful for the opportunity, and uh, make sure y'all come ready each and every game. Don't take one, no, don't take no one lightly. Uh, do y'all think that maybe, uh, is there, uh, you know, uh,
1: no well, if you're saying you, you think there there's some chemistry problem, I don't think so I think no, that's zep I think, I think that. that's Zep being a a real leader trying to just say, Look, uh you know every yeah. everybody freshmen, some freshmen may not be uh ready for what's coming at them every single game and and yeah, you can't yeah. take things lightly I think zep I think Zepp is a very good leader. sometimes I wish he were a little more vocal actually yeah. out there you know when he's playing.
3: Yeah, and, you know I don't like I said that I don't take that as, as being uh, you know. No, I think like, that's that's feel. not a bad you know, that's not,
1: not bad
3: I at all. Love, yeah, you know much I love Bruce Pearl, and you know I, it even kind of made me shake my head listening to you know different you know uh, programs were and social media. You know some people after the Memphis game, and I, you know I, I, it's just amazing how sport we've gotten with him, but I've, I've got all the faith in the world and the man and Borgville guys.
1: Appreciate the call, Ed.
2: Yeah, no, no. This team's got to get. They got to improve, right? You know, and and, and we'll see. It's like this is a continuation of kind of what we saw at the end of the year last year. It's not a
1: team that you're just going to expect them to go out and put up 80 all the time. No, they've got to win with defense and playing smart, and and they got to rebound the basketball. Yeah, that's
2: where the offense is going to come from in this team, and they can't be standing that's where and watching it has, really and,
1: and, under Bruce. And,
2: correct, and they got to get after the boards, and they got to do it at a much higher level. We need to get to our bottom of the
1: hour break. One more segment with Jason. Is that right? Yeah, I can stay. I got a full day -day, today. Oh, good deal. We got another half hour with Jason. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive.
0: Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email us at thedrive@espn.au.com.
1: Welcome back into The Drive, 27 minutes away from 5 o'clock here on this Wednesday afternoon. Bill, Jason and Dan joining us here in the studio.
4: Dan, uh, how, how was the uh, game? The Trojans won convincingly. I've been here the whole time. I just been, haven't been saying anything. Uh you, like, no, listeners. you haven't. How was the drive? How it, was the weather? It was all right. I got I got patches where it was really rainy and surprisingly windy. Like, yeah, that, like, that, that's I mean, the enough concern. to where you could notice yeah. it. But mm-hmm. no, for for the most part, it's depending on which way I want to take. It's usually a pretty uneventful. Uh, drive back to Troy, scenic at, at times, you know, depending on you know where you know which, which where the uh, where the roads take you. But no, it's uh, it, it was pretty nice. And the, and the Trojans, yeah, big big winners. And now it's on to uh, Nashville and Belmont next week. All right, uh, so we've got the full studio here. It's Bill,
1: Dan, Jason, Caldwell, Jacob at the controls, and to the Kia of Auburn hotline we go. And Michael is up next in Atlanta. Hey, Michael.
5: Hey, Bill, Jason. Happy holidays. Uh, Same thank to you, you too, Dan. Uh, I got a comment and then a question for Jason uh, the article or the blurb on the internet that Ed was referring to Zepp went to Broome and it was a very nice article He the, the thrust of the story was Zepp, have you come from a a how do I mid-major uh, a mid-major said to Broome we need to tell these younger guys we're playing Georgia State tonight. you've got to show up and play. you can't overlook anybody. I mean it was to me it was a very positive mm-hmm. yeah article yeah it it wasn't anything breeding dissension or oh no, no, did I didn't
1: take okay. it that way either and the other the other thing is um if the young guys as bruce Bruce has expressed, wanting to play them more and they need to uh you know have the opportunity to step up well they need to play as hard or as hard in every game in the georgia state game to to earn the opportunity to keep doing that
5: that was the thrust of the article we're not good enough yet to overlook anybody which i took as a positive
3: Mm -hmm.
6: good
5: leadership uh my question and i don't blame this blame this all on the recently departed coach I also blame it on his predecessor. What were these guys thinking as far as offensive line recruiting? I've got so tired over the next, the last couple of years of reading articles of somebody starting from some major power that said, well, I wanted to go to Auburn, but they never offered me, or they never offered me too late. I mean, last time I checked, you can't really have a good football team without a good offensive line, and I'll hang up and listen.
2: Appreciate the call, Michael. Yeah, no, I mean, it's we've been talking about it. You're right. It, it's it wasn't just Brian Harson; it was Gus Malzahn as well. Um, too many. Team, they put their eggs in, in just a, a smaller basket of going, look, we're going to shoot for the moon. And if they didn't get them, they, didn't, they, even, they, didn't, they didn't, didn't even bring they, in backups. They didn't sign developmental guys
4: behind them. And how how true is the sort of the NFL philosophy of you can be – you want better than serviceable, but you can be good on the interior of the offensive line, but it's imperative to be great at both tackle spots, especially when you're going to throw as much – as teams throw these days, and you're going to try to protect whoever you have playing quarterback. I mean, Hugh Freeze, yeah, is, yeah, is you know he's, he's he's tied to that blind side through history. Tackles, yeah, tackles are going to be really
2: much more important now even than they were the last few mm-hmm. years because they were going to be a more run heavy, run based offense. Um, but the interior of the line is is yeah, you don't have to be as NFL ready because a lot of times you see the NFL they're moving. Right tackles that played right tackle in college—they're moving those guys to guard in the NFL. It, it, you know, you look at the way it's just done because of athleticism. Yeah, you, you can you can get away with it. Uh, we saw this year; scheme helps. Uh, experience makes a big difference. Sometimes getting guys in the right positions. Auburn was a much different offensive line the last four weeks of the they season were. than they were the rest of the last two or three years. Auburn averaged 100 yards a game more rushing. Correct. And so, getting getting guys in the right scheme, the right fit. But no. It is. It's a big deal, and, and and here's here's the one that that is that might catch people by surprise. That right now, as it stands today, the defensive line's in worse shape than the offensive line. Yeah, and I don't think it's close. No, I mean you have one edge. Yeah, one edge, and, and you are, and um, I don't know that you have a true end. Move, move to the interior. You got you know Marcus uh, Harris back. He 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 you got is, Marcus
1: Harris, Jason Jones, Jeffrey Yemba, and Sledge.
2: And yeah, and then uh, you got Tabitha Coley is is the only other the player. only guy
1: who looks like he could be an end. That's it.
2: That yeah. that, that that's, six. That's where six. that's where. Losing guys after year one of the Brian Harson, you know, mm-hmm. losing those guys, the the Lee Hunters of the world. This is now when that comes home to roost because you you would have had two years of experience. You would have had some guys that had played a little bit. They would be ready. How You'd about, have more how about depth. JJ J. Pegues lo- uh, lo- losing him. Yeah, that you game. got. I mean, there's, there's lots of them. Jay Hardy who just played at Liberty. Mm-hmm. I mean, a bunch of those guys that were gone and and f- people were like oh good riddance, good riddance. Well, here, those guys are playing. And now you see the end result of what happened, which is you're sitting here with six guys for four positions, one for
1: the edge position, which is the most important player on defense right now. And I don't see as many players that look like they could help you immediately on the defensive side of the line of scrimmage as I do offensive linemen. Yeah, no, I mean, you look... There are a lot more. There are a lot more offensive tackles that you go, hmm, he might be worth taking a look at than I see... You know, well, a- impact, edge, correct. And, the, the, and Those guys are hard to find. Guys.
2: Those guys are really hard to find. Um, and, yeah, you look right now in the portal, and there's there, there's not a ton of those guys where you go, mm-hmm. man, that's a guy, there's your pass rusher right there. There was one. And if it is, everybody
1: in the country every, wants every,
2: him. I mean, look at Deshaun McCullough that left it, you know, Indiana. I mean, it, like, boom, it was over with. I mean, everybody was looking at him as a guy. Um, and so you start looking at, at the potential guys, possibilities. There's going to be – they'll be able to add size. You'll find size mm-hmm. on the defensive line. They've offered a couple of guys. You'll find some size on the defensive line. Got some of those guys the from kid the high from school. Rank. One of those. Yeah, he he could be a guy yeah. he's 6'6", six six, two ninety five or so. You can find size. Um, can you find athleticism, explosion, and power? That's that's what you gotta have for a defensive front. That's what they gotta have. So it was a continuation of things along the offensive line that led to what we see right now. But it has absolutely been a a gutting on defensive line in the last two years that that has put this
1: program right now where it is. Well, I mean, you've got to be able you, you you've got to be able defensively to be able, uh to to get after the quarterback, uh, and and who do you have that that you feel like is going to be able to do that?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's it. That that there's your question mark. I mean, Dylan Brooks is a guy that got some experience this year, guy that has the potential, but didn't see we didn't see much of that flash this year. Now he didn't get a chance to play a ton. Do you? I mean, do you start to make a move? Um, do you do you say, hey, Cam Riley, go get 245 and, and let's see what that looks like? We've talked about Powell Gordon. Do you look at Powell Gordon? I mean, I don't think you have any choice, especially depending on what you do here in the next few weeks.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In spring practice, you, you, you've got to have some guys to make a move. And yeah, so you're, gonna yeah have-
1: you're not just talking about fall. Well, I mean, if you want to have spring.
2: Correct. If you want to have spring practice, they've got to bring in – I don't know five or six defensive guys on on the line of scrimmage. We're, we're not
4: we're not done hearing NFL announcements either, right? I mean, we we think we have a pretty good idea of who's staying and who's going. I mean, Marcus Harris is eligible. Seems like he's sticking around. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. Right? I mean, and, and are these? I think I, the, I, don't, I don't even know the process anymore. As far as does everyone make an announcement? Like I mean, if they're and, coming and, back, yeah. In the, no, the era of not. social media, like, yeah, mean, no.
2: not normally. You know, a guy like DJ James will have to. Turn down the Senior Bowl mm-hmm. if he wants to return. Nehemiah Pritchett will have to turn down the Senior Bowl if he wants to return. Um, you start thinking about the, the rest of the group. I, I do that, That's about it. I don't know that there's anybody else I think of that I'm going. That guy's got the possibility of leaving that could return. We mentioned Shedrick Jackson. I think Shedrick's has a year, but I he went through Senior Day. I don't. I, it doesn't feel like he's it right now. No, Harris,
4: Harris and Jones both seem like guys who. I mean I I could see players in their situation deciding, especially if money was an urgent sort of thing, you know, pre pre NIL especially. You know, if, if they're eligible, so if they want to try it because they're first eligible, maybe. But those both seem like guys who could really benefit from a big year of college football. Right? Marcus Harris and, and Jason Jones both. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they were impact defensive linemen for a year, their fortunes are very different. Considering the NFL draft next year.
2: Well, and especially I think Marcus Harris, if if you can now have Marcus Harris at say the last year was probably two eighty feet a different position. You had Colby Wooden, and now if he can be two eighty and play that Colby Wooden spot where you're going, Hey, a little bit more pass rush, you can still hold the edge a little bit. If you can get some of those to me, he's the most logical candidate. Jeffrey Emba is a candidate for that too. Um, he's the wild card of this bunch on that defensive front. Oh, he's athletic because it can. Can you make that move? Um, you know, we talked about it. You know, in preseason last year, people were talking about him, and I was like, "This hold the horse. I mean, Nick Fairley played a lot of football. Raw, raw, Nick, raw. Nick Fairley played a lot of football, and it took to the end of year one <coughs> for him to start to show some of those things. Jeffrey Imbo was way behind where Nick mm-hmm. Fairley was coming out of junior college, so we'll see how much more advanced this spring. Can he stay healthy? Because he missed a lot of time in camp. Can he stay healthy? And those are going to be some guys that are going to be absolutely key for these. I think you know Sledge is a guy that got hurt too. Right. He looks
1: really good physically. Man, and, yeah, I and, saw and that he picture. Could, he yeah. could be a guy, but they still you got to have more guys now. And if um, if if Ron Roberts has run a lot of three, three, five, if that's the case, yeah, they 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 need. You, you go, well. That's only three down linemen, so you're not as bad. You need more. Well, then you need somebody else to 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 be dropping uh, and and be Correct. the third that, linebacker. That's where
2: I, that's where I think about a potential for a guy like Cam Riley. When you're starting to do some of those things, can you get hey hey you know he's, he's up to two thirty five this year? Can you get up to two forty five and play kind of one of those big Jack linebacker uh-huh. things? That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, can you do that? And, and and that's the thing. Then when you're talking about three down linemen, you're talking about you know two ninety, three hundred two. You're talking about yeah, three big guys. You're not
1: talking. Yeah, you're not talking two forty.
2: Yes, yeah, and so that's that's the difference in how how you want to do things. A lot of that will depend on you know you know what they're able to do from the Portland from this recruiting class moving forward.
1: And and with that that that's the perfect lead. in so who are some of the guys Auburn's looking at there that they that they'd love to be able to add that that you feel like you know could help them if if Auburn signed them.
2: Yeah, I mean, when I, you start talking about it from me. I still think you got guys in this state in this recruiting class that absolutely I'm, – I'm I haven't said this about many guys, but I firmly believe that Quay Roussau is a guy that could start day one. I've not said that about very many guys in any position. I think Quay Roussau is a guy that could start day one if he was at Auburn. And and I, I don't feel too bad in saying that now. Say
4: what, once, once every – Two recruiting classes. You see a guy that you feel maybe 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 a little more frequently than that. No, right? I don't know. I don't
2: know. No? I don't. I don't know if there's it's more frequently than that. Who comes to mind um, as,
4: as the last guy that you feel like definitely meets that? Oh gosh, on the uh, I'd have
2: to. I'd have to they, think about yeah. it. I really would. I mean, I, honestly, there's a couple of guys in this class that are there. Peter Woods is about right there too. Peter yeah. Woods is really good. Um, but that's why we've been talking about this class for so long. And Jason's been on this for years. Yes, and, yeah. and you know James Smith is a guy that physically that can do that. You know, it's a lot. It's a little tougher inside. Peter Woods can slide outside, which probably helps him some. But those are the guys I look at and going. I I think you know, if you're you're Auburn, you're you're recruiting both those guys, James Smith, Quay Russo. As when you look at Auburn's roster right now, that's two guys that you could legitimately sell. Playing You're time, getting playing time. As soon as you walk the through the door,
1: I, I think you can tell Keldrick Falk. He's going to. I think Keldrick Falk
2: is in that mix. I think Tony Mitchell's in that mix. Just because of the things he brings, and then you start to look at the 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 portal side of things. That's a little easier because those guys are older. But I think from a recruiting class standpoint, you look at at the the two junior college offensive tackles, um, Isaiah Jada that, that that visited last week, got Ole Miss commitment coming in this week. They're the number one and two junior college offensive tackles in the country. You start talking about. Potential for playing time—it's right there. The Auburn doesn't, doesn't have a tackle that has, a, that has any experience at all. You no. got Colby Smith there. That's it. Um, those are guys, and then uh, I, Connor Lou, I'm just telling you, Connor Lou is a guy that I think is an All SEC football player by the time he's done. You think he's uh, uh, center? Could be center. Could be guard. I think he could play both because he's pretty athletic. He's got some length to him, even though he's not six five. Really long arms. He he can move. He can pull. He can do some things. So he he reminds me of of that Byron Isom Mike Berry kind of offensive line where you're talking about those guys look like well yeah you could play those guys on defense and they could probably get the job done that's what Connor Lee reminds me of a little bit and so i think about those guys you know i think there's there's some potential there and obviously you're trying to finish out as is you know grabbing as many guys as possible there's still some guys on the board but those are the guys when i think about if you want to have difference makers the difference between Oh, this is good class. And the difference between doing that and going, Hey, we're fixing to jump up and bite somebody is is hey, getting Connor Lew flip, that's one of those things that you go, Okay, that's what you gotta have.
1: They just gotta have more of those now. We need to get to our final break. One more segment with Jason Caldwell as we continue here on the Wednesday drive.
0: Drive continues. 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 The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome
1: back in. Final few minutes. Of hour number one and final few minutes with Jason Caldwell of AUtigers.com. dot com. Jason, before we continue, let everybody know. I mean, we we've talked about so much that is. I saw that <laughs> uh, that is going on. Uh, players in the port, Joey Gatewood. Yeah, Jason was just showing Joey Gatewood's back in the uh, transfer. What's, uh, what's, uh, he, what's so, he,
2: what's so he, him and uh, JT Daniels and who else, they're all in a battle to see who can find the most schools. schools. I guess that'd be number four yeah, for Joey Gatewood. Oh, what man. position did
4: he play most recently?
2: Wide receiver, I think. He's a I think. Receiver? Okay. Yeah, I think a hybrid tight end or whatever. But yeah, I, yeah, him. That'd be
1: number. That'd be school number four for
2: him. Oh man!
1: All right, Jason, to just just let folks know, uh, have an idea of everything that's going on and and uh, what all you guys are following. And I mean, here yeah, as, it, as it, it is crazy, it time. is wide
2: open as you can imagine. Um, so. Uh, Christian Clemente has been doing a great job of kind of keeping tabs on everything. and trying to help him out and send stuff his way as much as possible. But, you know, following, you know, coaching, uh, kind of figuring out what's left with the staff, how this thing's going to shake out. Like I said, both the coordinators were announced today. Maybe still some shuffling as far as who's coaching what and doing right. some different things. So we hadn't seen the, the rest of that staff. Got a wide receiver coach to hire. So got that going on um, a week from signing day today. Uh, so we'll figure out. Know kind of what the early class looks like and uh potentially how many of those potentially would be on campus in January, which would be a big deal. Mm -hmm. Got that going on as well. Basketball tonight, as they kind of get ready to kick off a road trip out west, uh, can they kind of get a little momentum built? So I got all that going on and um, just a little bit of everything. So you can check it out there at Auburn Undercover. Follow me on Twitter at itatjason. Yeah, and as you
1: said, I mean, um, probably some uh some some visitors on campus at the basketball game tonight you mentioned amari kite a while ago
2: yeah amari kite is uh (laughs) is here today and so we'll see if kind of hangs around i don't know if he's if he you know if these guys are spending the night i don't know if these are official visits how it's going to work but uh we'll see if they get a chance to kind of check out basketball get a feel for the fan base and uh see if the shorter college tight end is here as well he's a It'll be hard to find him if he is. He's you know six seven two fifty, really athletic. And then
1: obviously a bunch of
2: visitors coming in this weekend.
1: How many you think? I mean, I've I've seen. I don't you know. know it could, I, I it's going to be double digits, easy. I mean, maybe maybe close to twenty. Yeah, I don't know if it on, I don't know if it'll be it, that many. It looks many. like over a dozen though. Yeah,
2: I think it's going to be you know more than a dozen. Well, we already think we've got a pretty good handle on about five or six transfer visitors, and then mm-hmm. you'll have some more high school visitors. A lot of them, a lot of them now could be. All right, can
4: we get you back on campus Repeat, for another visit? Guys.
2: Uh and if you do that you'd feel pretty good. So I think they're still trying to figure out if they can get some guys on campus this weekend. Do you well, think
4: do you think that tight end picked shorter college as a joke? Like, do you think because he's, he's... Well I told Jason when he wrote it he said shorter
1: tight end this weekend. Uh and I and I looked and went, he's not shorter. Nah, it's, he's a li- taller.
4: it's a little John. It's a little John yeah. situation. Yeah. Did you guys did you guys talk at all about Grayson McCall? I I missed yeah. the I missed the first couple. I mean I, I mean if hypothetically speaking, <clears throat> sort of a, a kind, the kind of quarterback that you would associate with what Hugh Freeze is trying to do offensively.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think you look at that. Uh, to me, if you're able to, to to pull that off, then you set yourself up for a really good quarterback competition in the spring. I think that's the key. I think competition is the key. Um, we saw Robbie Ashford. I think there's plenty of things to build on with Robbie Ashford. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a new offensive system, um, new position coaches, new everything, and... uh you know, if you're you know, Hugh Freeze and Philip Montgomery going, look, I give myself as many options as I can at every position, and that includes quarterback. And so if you can get a guy like Grayson McCall to come in and, hey, if Robbie Asher wins that job, then you know you better stand up and take notice then. So, I, you know, I think it's really interesting to see what happens with Grayson
1: McCall and the rest of these transfer guys here in the next couple of weeks. Jason, always uh, great to have you here in the studio. Take care out there in the weather and uh, maybe see you over at the uh, arena. Yeah, sounds good. All right, we're halfway done here on the Wednesday Drive. Bill and Dan back. Jacob at the controls for hour number two.
0: SPN 1067, WGZZ HD3 Waverly, and W294AR Auburn Opelika.
1: Actual apron service can get you moving and doing. Plus, we speak Spanish, too. Our associates can help you tackle complex jobs without you leaving the job site, saving you time and money. Call us at one hd apron or visit homedepot.com slash MVA. The Home Depot, how doers
5: get more done.
6: is SportsCenter.
0: I'm Christine Lisi, breaking news, ESPN's Pete Thamel's reporting. Mississippi State's hiring defensive coordinator Zach Arnett as its next head football coach. He will replace Mike Leach, who died Monday night after complications related to a heart condition. For the first time in four weeks, Jets quarterback Zach Wilson will be in uniform as the backup. The team's preparing as though Mike White will start. Wilson, benched November 23rd after struggling badly in the Patriots loss, will replace Joe Flacco as the number two QB this week. A move explained by head coach Robert Sala.
4: Zach's been doing a great job. Um, He's he's been deliberate in in his approach over the last three weeks. Um, He's been holding himself accountable with regards to how he wants to at- attack practice, uh, how he's been performing in
0: practice, going against our defense, which I think is a pretty good defense to go against.
3: Cardinals put quarterback
0: Kyler Murray on injured reserve. He'll have surgery on his torn ACL after Christmas. France defeated Morocco 2-0 at the World Cup semifinals to advance to the tournament final and will take on Argentina for the title Sunday. France looking to be the first team in 60 years to retain the World Cup crown in back-to-back tournaments. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance flexes to fit your business's needs. From quick repairs to adjustable coverages and even payment options, Progressive Commercial makes it easy to get what you need. Quote today in as little as six minutes at progressivecommercial.com. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. <laughs> The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll-free at 888-382-7502, or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two
1: here on this Wednesday evening. A wet Wednesday and more rain on the way here over the next day or so. Be careful if you're out and about. Then it's going to uh, then it's going to turn chillier over the over the weekend, but I think the rain will be out of here by sometime tomorrow. It's hour number two here of the uh, Wednesday Drive. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell from AUtigers.com being with us here in the studio at hour number one. Uh, for the second hour, it's Bill and Dan, Jacob at the controls. And our number two is brought to you, as usual, by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care, with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can join us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, Kia of Auburn, where you're always number one. And the number to get you through is 334 321-1390.
4: 321-1390. 1, you can also text the show, 334-564-1840. 3, 3, on the drive text box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, which you can find however you listen to podcasts. And uh, let's see, an hour number one. Jason, we talked an awful lot about
1: the roster situation for Auburn football. Signing day is just a week away I know they don't call it Signing Day. It's still National Signing Day is still in February. I don't know why they just don't go ahead and forget that and just call this National Signing Day. It is a much shorter period, only three days. The initial thought from the NCAA. Do they still do,
4: in the college application process, do they still do, like, the early consideration where you can apply early and be part? You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you, yeah. when you apply to it. This is almost like that. Right, for the, for the ads. It is, right? but everybody's doing it
1: and nobody's waiting until the late. It's crazy. The, the, what used to be it's like showing the up signing late. It's period. like showing up
4: late to our holiday party, right? If you don't, if you don't, get, if you don't get there, if you don't get there early, all the food's gone, right, Billy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, but I mean, what's crazy is, is 80%
1: of the players, at least they have the last few years. We'll see now. I wonder, with the transfer portal open right now, if maybe a few players. Hold off and go, oh, let me sort of wait and see how the dust settles on this transfer thing before I jump in there inside. I, I do wonder if that if we may see a few may, maybe the number dip back under what it was percentage wise a year ago I
4: wonder if it 's almost like baseball free agency where there are some big dominoes on the board and then <clears throat> and then when those guys make their decisions but there's so many more dominoes in football Certain, I mean, that's certainly no but, but there maybe there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of players that a lot of major programs want yeah. and when those players make their decisions other those, players at that position yes yes there. i think that which is a little bit comparable to baseball free agency right you have mm-hmm. the big you know in, in a a free, run on shortstops how about the how about the giants how about Carlos how about great. the Giants? Yeah, not not to turn this into a baseball. Yeah, sport, I know, but, but I mean, you, well, you you brought up I free did, agency, I, I did. No, it's my fault. Well, <coughs> D- Dansby uh, sticking around, Still, Red Sox maybe. I, I, don't, I know. don't know. I want to, Red, Red Sox are looking for a shortstop now. Yeah, and they Dansby, are, and Dansby's looking for a paycheck. Feels like those. He'll 2 You'll get could, a paycheck. Yeah, There's no feel, doubt about feels that. Feels like feels like those two might. Be, that's that's my prediction. Anyways, uh, uh, no, so so I think maybe as as far as you're looking for some sort of order to uh, to, to all of this, I would think maybe if. If if you look at the most sought after players at at certain positions in the portal, maybe after they make decisions, that that will sort of result in other players. I, I don't know. I, I yeah, don't know the I answer because this know. is the first time we've had a, we've had a portal window. We've never had anything like
1: this. And Jason Jason was talking about it. Um, I, I know he had said when the portal windows first came out, it's going to be the wild wild west, and it is. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Look at the situation that Auburn is in, and Auburn is not alone in this situation. We focus more on Auburn, but there are a lot of schools that are well under the 70 mark. I mean, you look at the situation with Texas A&M. Uh, Florida's got 22 players that have entered the portal. Um, So you look at those teams, and they are going to need – are they going to have room not not necessarily need but they're going to have room for 35 to 40 players while you're trying to recruit portal players who have until they make up their minds i mean they don't have to sign here in the the next few days they don't they they don't really have to do anything if they don't want until you know next summer although i would think most of the players going into the portal now will want to have a destination for spring but while you're juggling that while you're trying to recruit those players you're also then trying to fill back up some with high school and junior college players so take uh, i was going to say take auburn for example and
4: and you're looking at the uh, and and you're looking at the decisions at your own roster is making right kids can go into the portal oh yeah kids can you go. know
1: you're gonna you're gonna lose some
4: you're probably gonna encourage some to leave but that's what i was gonna say let's and, take and players could still decide to go into the nfl draft right as, as well i mean it's a fire you're fighting most on, of the on players
1: the- that are left that are going to go into the nfl draft are going to be free agents i mean right. there aren't a whole lot of players that are like oh we're waiting for someone who's going to be taken on the first two days I don't know that there's anybody that you could say on the Auburn roster who's draft eligible. No, 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 not on the Auburn roster. Not on the Auburn roster. Looking around oh, college, no, football, you're, you're right. In college, there, football, there are still players, on, but you're right. On, yeah, on so Auburn. I was just saying, let, let's look at Auburn. So, let's say Auburn's got 50 players on scholarship right now, and they know they've got a few more of those guys are going to go. So you've got 13 commits, although I don't think you're going to sign all 13 of those commits right now. Um, say you add 12 of the 13. Um, that puts you around 60. You can get to 85. There's going to be more attrition. You're still recruiting other high school players. You're recruiting transfer portal guys. It, it, there's never been anything like this where you have so much movement and possible movement while you're trying to put a roster together
4: just for spring practice. No, I mean I can't imagine the uh, the the overtime that college head coaches, especially at major programs, are working right now. I mean, not to mention. I mean, I don't know if you if you acknowledge this too, Bill. Some of these guys are trying to get ready for a bowl game, right? You've got bowl. Right. You've got bowl- Oh, there's going to be a big. I mean, Auburn big have- influx into the portal as
1: soon as teams finish playing their bowl game, right? I mean, and and because Auburn- there are a lot of players that are that are probably hey, let me show out one more time and then I'll hop into the portal. How about this?
4: Auburn and other places that aren't playing in a bowl. Isn't it an, is it?
1: I think it's an advantage.
4: An advantage because
1: you're not you're not getting those practice days that you'd love to get with the young players, but you're much I think you're able to manage your roster much better by not having to deal with the bowl game preparation and who might leave after the
4: bowl game because players that are going to leave if you're not in the bowl, what's the reason for for waiting? Not, not to mention all the obligations for a coach outside of just practice for a bowl week, mm-hmm. right? I mean, think of all the glad-handing. Oh, yeah. You're expected to do as a head coach. I, I I don't know. I just I could see a future where six and six coach would rather skip the bowl game and focus on his roster. Try to in, in in the near. Is it more improvement, more important to to win the bowl game or improve your roster or even, for the even, next year, even play in a bowl game? Is it more right. important to even play in a bowl game or say I, I need that time to be on the road? I need that mm-hmm. time to be evaluating, um, you know, the, everybody who's in the portal and everybody who could be in the portal. I don't know. I, I think that's I, I would I absolutely see your point about it possibly being an advantage for not just Auburn but coaching staffs that don't have to worry about a bowl game right now, and I could see a future where coaches decide if they have enough cachet. Yeah, that, that's up. right.
1: Because, I mean, if you're a 2-10 and ten team, it's hard to go, boy, you've got an advantage no, there. No,
4: but what I'm saying is I could see a situation where a 6-6 six and six or 7-5 yes. and five coach uh-huh. who isn't thrilled about the bowl game anyway, you know, we're, we're going to skip it this year, and I'm going to go, I mean, it's a bummer for the players, you know, the seniors in, in that situation. May, maybe it won't. We'll see. But I could see situations where teams decide, you know, we're we're better off skipping this bowl game and especially game, getting ready for next
1: year. especially if there's a situation like Auburn where there's a coaching change, you go. It's like, well, tough break, tough break, seniors. But I've I've got
4: you know this this is about the future, right? And in, and I think we're we're almost finished seeing new coaches arrive and coach the bowl. You know, that that era is. I mean, you used, you used to see that yeah. a little bit, but like that era is completely finished because I don't think coaches want the previous year's, you know, fingerprints on their, you know, on, on their regime, you know, if, if, if they can help it in those situations and taking over a team that's, you know, that was put together by a previous staff, in, in, you know, mid-season or at the, at the end of the season for a bowl game. I don't know. I, I think there's, you know, I kind of, speaking of bowl games, I, I kind of wonder if the 12-game, if if the 12-team playoff will throw a, you know, will throw a shock into the bowl game system too as far as how many of them... Maybe go away yeah, will there, or, will there, does, does there will there be any reason for there to be as many will there be a market you know will yeah. there be an audience right. you know, on on television for those bowl games you know amid a twelve team playoff or will it be i mean may, maybe a couple of them survive I don't know maybe 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 the desire to gamble on football you know with with some people is so great that any bowl game will have some built in audience but,
1: but what what incentive is there for the teams? to be playing in yeah, those bowl games.
4: To, I mean, what, be, uh, because they're
1: needed you're by... Not, you're not in the playoff. You better be getting your roster, hope, hopefully building your roster to the point where you can contend to get in the playoff.
4: Yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't know if I've seen very much talk about, like, the future of bowls amid the mm-hmm. 12-team playoff. No, I haven't either. And I could... Yeah, I mean, I just wonder if... I mean, they... no, With all... Look, the players... I, and the teams they've earned they've earned the postseason. I'm not trying to diminish it at all. A lot of the bowls feel kind of pointless. Like a lot. I mean, that, 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 that's maybe you just have more like uh, um, senior
1: games. Yeah, you know, like Senior Bowl and the you know there there used to be three. There was the Hula Bowl, the Senior Bowl, and the what was the one in uh, um, out on the West Coast? There were three. That the games for just seniors. You know,
4: oh, was it like East West? Yeah, the East West the East Shrine game. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so no, the the. So just have a bunch more of those. Yeah, I mean, I, I for just the seniors because
1: hey, they're they're wanting to be show for the showing off for the uh, pro scouts anyway. To, to me,
4: it's it's one or the other. It's binary. It's either we we can be, you know, we we can really prioritize participation in these bowl games, and we can really want the players to you know we can if, if we're gonna care about that then the bowl game should feel like a reward, right? It should feel like – this should feel like a thing that and, – and maybe the way to do that is to have fewer of them, right? So it, so it actually does That's feel – That's the way it used to be. So years, and years ago, it was a big deal if you got a bowl bid. And maybe then you wouldn't because you know what you're not seeing, with, with the exception of that receiver from Ohio State, is you're not seeing opt-outs in the postseason. No. You're, you're in, not in, seeing, in, the, in the playoff. That, that, in the, you're not seeing players skip the college football playoff because they want to evaluate the NFL draft. Even the Ohio State receiver – uh, is uh, is a player who's who's dealing with an injury. You know, it's not it's not a, a total opt out. So, I don't know. I I wonder if the Bulls could really change amid a twelve team playoff.
1: All right. So some news of the day: Mississippi State has named the replacement for Mike Leach, and it is their defensive coordinator, who was named interim head coach Zach Arnett, the young, energetic defensive coordinator, has signed a four year deal. As head coach there at Mississippi State, so I, I'm sure that's not how he wanted it. But he is—he is someone who has uh, really skyrocketed through the ranks here in college football, and and he will be the uh, the youngest coach in the SEC, right. one of the youngest head coaches
4: um, in the country. Right, and I think that's something for uh, for stability and and mm-hmm. for you know. Well, I they've think, got a bowl game too. Yeah, I think it's I think it's the right. I mean, Mississippi State could have gone in any number of directions if they wanted to i mean they 're an SEC program if they wanted to go have a full blown coaching search to fill that vacancy, that would have been understandable too sure, but I can see why amid these circumstances, they want to uh, extend the ladder to Zach Arnett and, and and give him the chance to to prove that he can be what a lot of people thought he was going to be anyway, which is a head coach in the Before SEC that 's right uh, and and then uh, quickly, auburn. Uh,
1: officially announcing their coordinators. So the the only coaches we know are officially on the Auburn staff are Hugh Freeze, Cadillac Williams, Philip Montgomery, and
4: Ron Roberts. Right, and we talked uh in the last week a lot about uh both Montgomery and Roberts. Roberts, I'm I mean, I'm a little less familiar with. I mean, I remember those Baylor offenses really vividly, you know, when Art Bryles was there mm-hmm. and Philip Montgomery was the, the OC and the quarterback's coach. I watched a ton of RG3 when he was, uh, when he was the quarterback uh, for, the, uh, for the Baylor Bears. But uh, So I, I want to see what a Ron Roberts defense looks like. A lot of that's going to depend on what kind of personnel. Uh, he, he can recruit yep. over the next couple of months and, and what kind of personnel uh, his defensive coaches uh, can recruit over the next couple of months. And Hugh Freeze will be involved. People associate him with offense. Hugh Freeze will be involved in convincing some of those defensive players uh, that, that they need to come to Auburn and, and play for him. You know, th- this is a uh, this, is, this is a guy who's going to have a chance to earn his closer uh, reputation uh, in the uh, in the next couple of months. 334-321-1390. Three, three,
1: three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get to our first break, and then we'll get right to the phones. Come on in and join us here on the Wednesday Drive.
0: Time to churn up some more yardage on the drive. <laughs> Welcome back into the drive here on this Wednesday evening. Bill and
1: Dan, Jacob at the controls, and let's get to the Kia of Auburn hotline. And Nate is up first. Hey, Nate.
5: Hey, good evening, fellas. You were talking about bowl games, and I have one that's probably not well-known, but should be watched. The Stag Bowl is the Division Three National Championship mm-hmm. Bowl, and it's this Friday. 6 o'clock, ESPNU.
1: I and, know, uh, and where where is where is that being played now?
5: Uh, it it moves around, but this year it's in Maryland at yeah, the uh, Navy Marine Corps Stadium.
1: Yeah, I
4: I was fortunate enough to broadcast a couple of those when they were being played over in Columbus. And my beloved my, my beloved UWF Argonauts right won the Division Three national championship. I think. Uh, Recently yeah. enough, the kid, uh, the kid that we saw from Western Kentucky,
1: Austin Reed, Austin
4: Reed was the quarterback of the Division Three national champion UWF team. He's back. Uh, he's in the portal. No, he's not. He went back to. Oh, West- that's right. He decided he, to go he, back to Western. Went back to Western yeah. Kentucky. He, he was uh, was in the portal. Yeah, Western that. Offensive. Hey, that, that is uh, that. That's a fun
1: game, and and you know people may go, eh. I'm telling you, there's uh, They get after it.
4: And those are those are some. Uh, those those are usually some entertaining games. Who's in it this year? I got the Purple Raiders. I I think the uh, you you got you got to watch out for uh the uh, the, the Mount Union uh, Purple Raiders as Mount
1: they, Union's been pretty darn good. Yeah, I did it back. I I did those games back in the day when uh, Augie Augustana was uh, a powerhouse.
4: The North, North Central College is the other uh, is, is the other Go one.
5: Cards. How about you,
4: that. You got North Central?
5: Yeah, I'm. I'm an alum. That's great. Oh, very cool, man. I, you
4: know what? I, I'm switching my allegiance because you called and <laughs> and you're an alum. At, you know, it's sorry, sorry, Purple Raiders. Although they got 13 uh, national championships, uh, the uh, the uh, uh, the folks there at Mountain Union. Yes, so. they do. That's but what yeah. I said. They've been pretty good. You know, another <laughs> another team that was in this playoff uh, is Mary Hardin Baylor, and they just beat a D1 basketball team last night in men's basketball. Huh, They're a D3. Yeah. D three program. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it was Texas State. I, I should know that as a, a sun, as the Sunbelt correspondent. Uh, the Texas State men uh, lost at home last night to Mary Hardin Baylor, which is a program I didn't know very much about, but they're a Division three program that that actually was also uh, they they were just um, uh, they they've they've been a perennial uh, D three uh, college football uh, playoff uh, contender.
5: Uh, they lost last weekend to North Central in Naperville. So I got to see the game. It was oh,
1: great. that that that's great. And and those and the those playoffs. I mean, that's not um that's a completely different thing than than you know what we were talking about with bowl. Oh yeah. I I love oh, it. Yeah. I love it at the smaller levels. That's one of the things I know Dan's been a big proponent
4: of having, you know, group of 5 playoffs. I, you know, I just I'd love to see I yeah. know we I know we're not moving in that direction because we're expanding the playoff to include group of 5 teams. I'd love to see a group of 5 playoff because you know, g- giving the group of 5 leagues a chance to win an actual national championship. You know that one of those schools can win. I don't think it would diminish the winner of the college football playoffs national championship or any of the other national championships of college football. And especially this year, I think it would provide some really interesting, uh, some some really interesting playoff matchups in in a, in a hypothetical uh, group of five, four, or eight team tournament.
5: Agreed. But go cards. Looking forward to them uh, taking on Mount Union this Friday.
1: Good luck to him, Nate hey, it's Good hearing from you.
4: Thanks sir. 3343211390. The Mary Hardin-Baylor uh, Crusaders. Uh, I guess that's... so so Baylor used to be we're talking a lot about Baylor lately with uh, yeah. both, with both coordinators. Baylor used to be an all men's school in like the 1800s mm-hmm. and this was the women's college uh, Ma- sort of Mary like harden baylor State. And it's it's become uh, it's it's ed now, but but it's it's Mary harden baylor which which is I guess it's it's uh, they're both in Waco or okay. in the in the, in the I, I neighboring. Did, I did not know the, that. Yeah, na- I think you mentioned Naperville. I think it's like in in the in in a neighboring uh, a part of uh, part there. I don't know a lot about the geography, but they're uh, yeah they're a D three D three school in Texas that does quite well in athletics. In in the semifinals of the college football playoff at the D three level, and then they beat Texas State, a, a D one school in uh, in in men's basketball last night. Uh, A couple of uh, about that Crusaders, uh, yeah. All right, I will. I will sort
1: of. I I mentioned Florida State. Florida State
4: was a was an uh, an
1: all women's school when my great great aunt uh, went to school there. Um, And I'll tie this back into a couple of people we were talking about earlier. um, Seeing reports that Kyle Morlock, who Jason was talking about, the big tight end from Shorter, is not visiting. He had talked about being in today. He is not visiting, and it appears that Auburn is putting all its eggs in the uh, Rivaldo Fairweather basket as far as transfer portal tied in. It's a former Florida international tied in, and it looks like Morlock may be headed to Florida State. So, I mean, things can change. And again, what's crazy about the transfer portal is you, you have – a there is a date there is a deadline for high school players and junior college players and it is by next friday most of them will make announcements wednesday they will have till friday if they don't sign in that period they can't sign again until february for the transfer portal players they can make up their mind today they can wait any time up until classes start in January, or they don't even have to sign Then They can work out on their own. Remember, there was a player or two that did that last year. Work out on their own and then just pick a school before classes start next fall. So that's what's crazy about the transfer portal. There's not one of those, hey, well, we're getting close to the date where they need to sign because that date just depends on when classes start.
4: I mean, the concern for students would be you you probably wouldn't – you would want to be enrolled at your – program yes. for next year in the spring. So I imagine for a lot of students there is the the sort of a self-imposed deadline at the end of this month to want to know where you're going or to make a decision based on where Usually you've heard. Usually they want to do it by New Year's. You're right. But that's where that window, the
1: 45-day window, goes to the middle of January.
4: Absolutely. And a lot of times classes don't start until around the middle of January. And, and we've seen players, especially veteran players, overcome not going through spring practice right. with their team, depending on the position. I imagine... I imagine at quarterback, you would probably want to be uh, on your on your new team uh, before the spring practice uh, begins. But but no, I, I think it's uh, for for a lot of these you know a lot of these decisions seem like they're probably going to come over the holiday. And w- one other note, Specter, I tell you what, we're coming up on our bottom of the hour break. If you can hang on,
1: because we've got about a minute, and I'd like to give you a little more time than that. But uh, Keith Niebuhr reporting that Hugh Freeze's visit in Montgomery went well enough that at least as of right now, Quay Russo and James Smith are planning on returning to Auburn this weekend. Ooh. Auburn has a shot if they come in. I still think that that they're more likely to sign with Alabama, but if they don't visit Auburn this weekend, then my, Auburn has no shot.
4: My sources say it's the local radio here in town that brought them back well, for, of course. for another week. That That's what I... I'm under the impression that's that's the reason they want to come back to Auburn for another weekend. And if they choose Auburn, it's going to be a big reason why. They choose Auburn, they can be on the air whenever they want here. That's that's what yeah. I'm saying. We'll give them the secret phone. We'll give them the secret oh, yeah. phone number.
1: All right. Yeah, they, they, they can they can have a
4: show. We're allowed to. You know what? We're allowed to do that now. I, I think know. Yeah, we're allowed to offer I know. that. Yeah, secret phone. Fo- secret phone number, guys. You pick. Uh, you you, you, pick, uh, you pick Auburn. All right. Talk to talk to Caldwell. He knows us. All right. As as we said, bottom of the hour
1: break is up. Spectre, hang on. You'll be up first when we come back for the final half hour of the Wednesday Drive.
0: Drive The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll-free at 888-382-7502, or email thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back in. Final 25 minutes
1: of the Wednesday Drive, and we'll get to the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Inspector, thanks for hanging on.
7: No problem. Listen, um, I haven't been keeping up with the signees and transfer portals and stuff. Tell me, of all these people that y'all have been talking about, how many of them are fives?
1: That Auburn has right now? None. I mean, the ones that they're, the two guys I was just talking about that are going to make a visit this weekend, they are both five stars. Uh, Quay Russo and James Smith. Uh, they are um, the transfer who is uh, the, the the quarterback who's visiting this weekend. Here's what's crazy. He was a two-star out of high school. He's the number one quarterback in the transfer portal. After his three years we, at Coastal Carolina,
4: we had we had Jason Caldwell on the show earlier, and uh, and he was talking about Quay Rousseau, one of the two five stars that Bill is mentioning. Right, and yeah, J- I Jason, that. I missed that. Okay, so so Jason Jason said that that he thinks Quay could start for a for a good team. He said he is good enough one. to start at Auburn from day one, and he rarely
1: says that about. Any recruit another especially, player
4: especially line of scrimmage no, another that, player that who
1: is game. on campus right now uh, is Amari kite well he was this afternoon I don't know if he still is now but is Amari kite uh, who is who was a top 100 player uh, out of Thompson high school who signed with Alabama he's in the portal and uh, Auburn's very much uh, very much interested in him so um, that's obviously a position of of dire need there at offensive tackle yeah the, those
7: is that uh, one of those two fives you're talking about?
1: No, no, he's another ahead. one. He, he's a player that signed with Alabama and is now transferring out. Okay. What about
7: the two guys you spoke of earlier? So They're, so they're, so they're, they're, are, they're both
1: out of Carver and yeah. Montgomery. Yeah, they're, they're high schoolers who can sign starting a week from today. They're
7: offensive
1: linemen. No, no, they're defensive linemen. One's a de- one's an oh, interior. Wow. The other one is an edge.
4: Um, one of the top edges, if not the top edge prospect in the country. Seems, seems like Auburn, the 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 high school offensive lineman you've heard of. I mean, Auburn did just just pull off the the flip with the center Connor Lou. Uh, you know who is who yeah. is a high school. You know uh, Nate, some folks have him as the one one of the top centers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what the, Jason uh, thinks. He'll yeah. Probably so, so that's be. Um, you know so that, that that's promising. Tackle. Yeah. It feels like Auburn is planting some seeds for. Class of 24 and Class of 25 tackles. I mean, they're they're after... They're they're going after two or three transfer
1: portal tackles, guys who could step in and, uh, you know, compete for starting time next year.
7: That's good. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, Now, does that include going after JUCO players, too?
1: Yeah, JUCO players. Auburn just had one in this past weekend. Uh, The number 2 offensive tackle in the country in junior college, uh, that's Jada uh, and I believe Osavian. Smith I believe is the other guy Auburn uh is expected to get a visit from him he is the number 1 junior college offensive tackle he'll be in this weekend so okay. yeah they're they're targeting the top 2 junior college offensive tackles in the country well, well
7: when will we know something after this
1: weekend uh starting next Wednesday is the first day that that anybody that, that the high school or junior college players now the transfer portal guys they can sign anytime anytime they make up their mind um, they can sign. Most of them want to take a few visits before they sign, though.
7: Yeah. Okay. Uh, listen, I want to ask one other question in another direction. Um, Mike Leach. Mm-hmm. Uh, did anybody know that he had a heart problem?
1: There were concerns about his health. I don't know the specifics. There was never really, uh, never really any details, but there there had been some you know rumblings about him possibly stepping down and not being able to return as head coach next year so i'm i'm sure there was there there was some knowledge of underlying problems yeah i think i think
4: he'd been fairly private about you know right. what what specifically you know he yeah. he'd been battling i you know i watched uh, i watched uh, the footage of him at media days uh because because uh, we were fortunate enough to get to ask him some questions uh, in atlanta uh, this past summer and he had a noticeable tremor I would say is how I would describe it you know he was he was a little bit you know he had a slight case of the shakes while, while answering questions and some of that can just be you know nerves or or age age I mean yeah so I mean there's there's I, I'm I'm not a doctor, and I'm not ready to play detective, you know, to see you know when, yeah. when the warning signs were there with Mike Leach. But no, we, I don't think folks had you know knew, knew that there was anything wrong with him, uh, cardiac in nature. Yeah. You know there was there was you know I I'd, I'd never heard anything about his heart uh, specifically. Well, you know,
7: no. you know I've been kind of like gun shy with this over the last couple of years since the vaccine has been out, and I've noticed a lot of people now, young people. I'm talking about sixty one fifties and forties are coming up with some kind of heart problems and uh there's been some doctors that are saying you know there may be a connection there and some saying no they don't think so but but I, I find it ironic that a lot of people are dropping off fairly young and uh if he didn't have, if he had a history of heart problems you know that's something different but it is, did this develop over the last couple of years
1: yeah, that's that's something you know? we don't know, and I'm sure you know if, yeah. if the family wants to, you know, right. let us know, then they will. But other than that, there's really no yeah. way of no way of knowing for sure.
7: The same thing with Christy Alley. You know, uh, there was no known problems with her with uh, any kind of cancer problems, but all of a sudden, she it's just like it developed. I mean, within days, and so anyway, it, and you know, that's another story. But anyway, that's all I got, guys. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Specter.
1: Yeah, as as James just texting in, I mean, he did have pneumonia during the season. Yeah, and I
4: the AP article mentions sort of a chronic uh, you know, cough. You know, I I'd, I'd uh, yeah, I I don't know, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of it was public knowledge regarding no. Mike Leach's health. Uh but but I also um w- would be reluctant to try to tie it into uh, into something larger mm-hmm. uh, without uh with, without a good deal of proof
1: 334-321-1390 and jerry is up next hey jerry
6: hey guys um you mentioned florida state being an all women's college Uh uh-huh uh i happened to work with a guy that was in the first class when it went co-ed huh and uh i think he flunked out
1: (laughs) well i can i can sort of understand
6: he he said there were ten women to every man. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's that, that's what that's what my aunt told me.
6: <laughs> um, I sure hope we get the two guys from Carver.
1: Well and, it it's it's a huge it's, it, it, it it's it's extremely important for Auburn's chances that they be in Auburn this weekend, now
4: that's what every the, that's what every fan
1: base in, in in the South is saying.
4: No well, it, I think
1: it's yeah. down to I think it's, it, I think it's down to Alabama and Auburn. Oh sure, sure. I but, mean but, it's but, down to those two. And and all right, so Hugh was there today with some other coaches. Nick Saban is in their homes tomorrow. We'll see if they if they come to Auburn. That is a that, that is a a big plus for Hugh Freeze, but it's a long way through tomorrow night and then into the weekend.
6: Yeah, well that's a good sign. And uh sure glad to hear about the quarterback from uh Mac- Macau from uh Coastal Carolina. Mhm. I think he will be a great fit.
1: Oh, I agree. Uh and and uh, and from all from all uh indication, he is very very interested in Auburn and doesn't want to take a terribly long time in making his decision. If he has a great visit this weekend, don't be stunned if 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 he goes ahead and and um, says he's headed to Auburn.
6: Hey, that's great, and plus he could influence a lot of. Oh, the,
1: and he knows recruits. that he absolutely knows that. I mean, he could could influence the 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 high school and junior college recruits, and he definitely would have a big influence on transfer portal receivers.
6: Well, let's hope for the best. Talk right. to you
1: later. Appreciate the call, Jerry. Three three four three two one. 1390, and yeah, that's, that's something. That is a reason that some players could go ahead and make their decisions because, hey, they want as good a talent around them as possible. I mean, and not just receivers. I think Grayson McCall would uh, would would register with those transfer portal tackles that we're talking about as
4: well. Before, before we take a break in this segment, I wanted to point out uh, it is Wednesday, and during college basketball season on Wednesdays starting in January we're going to be at Big Mike's looking forward that is to right. taking the show on the road when auburn uh, has... I was
1: thinking did we miss a guest
4: No 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 okay. we have got that's tomorrow I was worried about that too but the uh uh the, no all, we're, we're going to be doing the the show's live on location at Big Mike's starting in that's January right. you know a couple of a uh, couple of weeks away from from the first one Auburn's got some home uh, January games and and we'll be uh, mm-hmm. on uh, on location at Big Mike's for that I would also encourage folks uh, during during the holiday season if you uh if you don't want to uh, if you want to do some cooking maybe call big mike's up let them but let them handle it either for for carry out or uh, or dine in bill you've got something to add to, uh, to well, No to that? I was just going to say but
1: uh we will not be on the air the week between
4: christmas and new years i i, be- I believe that they won't be open either that's right and and uh, let let's add to that that uh, Jordan wants me to point out, uh, gift cards are also available at Big Mike's. Ah, and those, yeah, there you go. And those make an excellent that, those make an excellent gift. Yeah, may have just given Bill Cameron an idea uh, for the may uh, have. For, for the holiday season. But that's uh, that's something else to think about for folks who uh, who are in the Auburn area, uh, who are if you're looking for something thoughtful, uh, a, a gift card from Big Mike's would make an excellent gift this holiday season.
1: And of course, Auburn basketball tonight, Georgia State. What's the weather like right now? Is it 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 just here in inside, looking out. There looks to
4: be no rain. It Doesn't falling. look like it's pouring right no, now. I'm, I'm getting I'm getting no rain on the pavement with the with the light. I'm oh, seeing, that so. increases the likelihood
1: of my attendance. Let me tell you because the parking, the, the about the closest I can park is a few blocks away, and I, I don't know how much incentive there is for. For me to uh, walk in the rain over there, I mean, I do want to see the ball game. So uh, would encourage everybody to go. We were talking about this off the air. Did you mention? Did you mention the toys a while ago? Yeah, on no, we air?
4: we mentioned it off the air. That, that's, it is the toys for tots uh, giveaway or not the toys for the giveaways? The wrong collection. The wrong, collection. Collecting uh, toys for tots. Don't go tonight. there. Don't go there expecting a toy. Uh, go there with. An unwrapped uh, toy, and it will uh, th- those will be collected. There, there will be Colle- close- they've got collection bins inside the arena. Yeah, so, somewhere on the concourse, uh, folks. I, will, I believe a uh, the, the U.S. military is mm-hmm. is involved in, uh, in in this in this collection. Yeah, they're, they're helping collect as well. Them yeah, very and very get them cool. All distributed and, and help uh, help make someone's Christmas a, a little bit brighter if you uh, if if you can. And and it's a uh, yeah cool way to uh, to help spread a little bit of holiday cheer uh, this season. So you can't. Uh, we 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 did some research. You can we, we don't think. No, there used to be. I
1: mean, they, they, uh, Auburn used to back in the back in the days where it was um, tough to get folks to come to basketball games. But I think it's been done pretty recently. Uh, you'd be able to get in with a toy. But that's not the case uh, tonight. So uh, Bruce Pearl encouraging everybody to come. If you have tickets, find and can't go, try to find someone that can use those tickets and don't forget folks that that get in uh will be able to move down to the to the lower bowl down there in in the jungle area if you you know if you haven't ever been down there an opportunity to do that
4: and auburn will uh, auburn will make a return visit to atlanta uh, next year this is Mm -hmm. part of a home and home with georgia state georgia state is opening. I believe it's open. Uh, Georgia State has their new downtown basketball. Ra- Georgia State, there might be some Georgia State fans listening because uh, Auburn's going to play them sure. in, in, in an hour and a half or so. Uh, Georgia State had, until recently, the worst Division I basketball gym I'd been to in four years of traveling with the Troy Trojans, Bill. This thing was, I mean, most of... So I, I there, there are experts in the locker room for Troy because a lot of those girls played uh, junior college mm-hmm. women's basketball across across the state of Florida most of the good junior colleges in Florida had nicer gyms than Georgia state in in college basketball like the it was it was a i mean and, and look and I'm happy the new one looks the renderings of the new gym look amazing. It's right next to uh, the former Turner Field, uh, where, where they play mm-hmm. where they play football in Atlanta. Uh, I imagine the student body is going to be excited about it. Uh, we, we, Troy is going to play there in January, so I'm going to get I'm going to get to go see it in person next uh, month. I'm excited about that. Uh, but Georgia State and then Auburn will go there uh, next uh, next year early in the season and, and sort of uh, you know bring, bring an Auburn crowd in uh, to the uh, Georgia State gym. But but in the meantime, uh, the Georgia State men playing tonight uh, in, at Auburn Arena, the first of two visits uh, or first of two games between these two teams in the next two years.
1: Yeah, and a game where we, we talked about it earlier, a game that Auburn looking to, you know, put themselves in a good frame of mind before they hit the road for that West Coast trip against uh, Southern Cal and Washington coming off of the loss against Memphis uh, on uh, over the weekend. We'll get to our final break of the afternoon. Still time for you to join in as we wind it down here on the Wednesday Drive.
0: Segment of the day
1: here on the drive with Bill and Dan. Our thanks to Jason Caldwell for joining us for hour number one. Jason working extra tonight. Going to head. He was going to head over to the arena to uh, check out uh, any possible visitors on campus. We we told you about Amari Kite. Um, looks like the uh, the big tight end from Shorter not in, but uh, that doesn't mean there aren't other players. Visiting them I in mean, transfer portal, guys. Man, it has just been crazy with the number of players visiting. And Auburn, fortunate, you know, you're, you're limited to 56 official visits per year. But then you can carry over, I uh, believe, up to a half dozen from the prior year if they didn't get used. Auburn didn't use anywhere near that a year ago. I mean, it's a shame they can't carry over everything under 56 because Auburn last year, remember, for the uh, February signing period, it was, it was crickets uh, because they didn't really bring many players in, I guess. They didn't feel like they needed any players, just needed some coaching up or something, whatever. Anyway, so that gives you 62. But when there's a coaching change, every player who has officially visited can revisit So that gives you an opportunity to get them in, and you also, um, there's a bonus. It's it's some kind of crazy formula. There's there's a bonus of extra players that can come in because of a coaching change. So Auburn's able to bring in quite a few players, and they're going to have a busy, busy weekend. Uh, Again, as we told you a while ago, it's being reported that, uh, Auburn is expecting now the Carver duo of Quay Russo and James Smith to come in. But they'll probably be among, if they if they come in, it'll
4: probably be at least 15 players visiting this weekend. So So what are they thinking with that rule that allows a first-year coach to have more visits? Is it just that you don't want a first-year coach to be... Well, yeah, left you behind. You don't want them to be, all of a sudden,
1: you've had a bunch of players visit that now, with a coaching change, aren't interested. Right. Or, or a bunch of players have visited that were thinking about a uh, decision with a prior coach and they don't know this coach. You Give them to, an opportunity yeah. to come back in and not just have the coach come into their home, but see the coach there in his new environment you know, with, with his plan for them.
4: Well, and, and you don't want, I mean, it also allows for, if you used your official visit, like you just said, if you used your official visit with the previous coach, a player can now use the official visit with the coach they'd actually play for yeah. before and they see, make it's their not decision? G-
1: it's not really giving the player an extra official visit. It's giving him an extra
4: official visit to one school, it's not giving them a different school. Can you, can you can use both official visits after the coaching change? which no. is okay. You have, you have to. No, so it's you have to. You can do it.
1: See, I believe because the the situation with uh with uh, Russaw and Smith, I believe these would be unofficial visits right. because they did come to Auburn after officially after Hugh Freeze was P- named people. People might
4: hear you get extra visits as a first year coach. It's like, oh, well, I can have guys visit two weekends in a row because it's my first year. It's not, not if exactly, they want to
1: come on their own dime, I and mean, if you're coming from Montgomery, there's not that much, not going to be that much difference in an unofficial and an official visit. Yeah. Well,
4: aside, is the financial is the reimbursement still the only? I mean, is yeah. that is that your? Yeah, I mean, and if your family's coming, you know, they they can is, be put up. Is there a workout element too? Is there something? Are, you, are there things no, you're no, not really. allowed? Are there things
1: you're not allowed to see? Oh, they're, they're, a, there are things you're not you're not supposed to be working out because that's sort of like uh, trying out. Right, but is that officially or unofficially? Is that, no, yeah,
4: no, you're not supposed to do that. Right, so I mean that that wouldn't be an issue. That's more if a coach wants to drop by and watch you practice. Right, that's different than than the mechanics of like what you're allowed to do, uh, on, on during a uh, during a workout or. But dur- it's going dur- what it's, you're allowed to do for it, for the coach on a visit. It's
1: going to be a really uh, fun next few days. Something that we haven't seen. It's it's been a few years since there's been real excitement around signing day. I remember. When it was I mean it was huge, when I was really following it very closely um, you know as as you're waiting for players to come in that last weekend because there's a dead period right you know starting Sunday night, and you'd go that's great, get that last visit from players, and then really be excited about eight o'clock local time for each of the players. On the following Wednesday, I mean,
4: we had uh, we had Caldwell and Brian Matthews, you know, with for, us for,
1: on location. I, I want to
4: say it was it was just about like one of the last one of the last signing days before the early signing period yep. took hold, or maybe it was the first early signing period signing day. I forget exactly what the circumstances were, but yeah, I mean, it was it's it was uh, the the excitement uh, for a a signing day with a lot of players hanging in the balance that you're in play for. Mm-hmm. It's like the difference between the NCAA tournament when your team is in it. And the NCAA tournament when your team's not in it. Oh, you're right. You're right. still exciting. A
0: little bit more exciting. It's a lot more
1: fun.
4: A little bit different.
1: When there's some possibilities and you're waiting waiting for those announcements. All right. Fun show today. Uh, Tomorrow will be a busy one. You want to run down what all we've got? We've
4: got our good friend Justin Ferguson, the Auburn Observer himself. We're going to talk with David Paschal from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. And Auburn guard Zepp Jasper will join us for Tiger takes in the 5 o'clock hour following tonight's Auburn-Georgia State game. And maybe more guests, but hopefully
1: you as well, on the Thursday show. But that's going to wrap it up for the Wednesday edition of The Drive. Have a good one, everybody. We are out of here.